Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. This is the podcast of myself and Brother Landon Dunn, and we appreciate you all being with us today to uh, hear this message that Brother Landon has for you, and we pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you, and pray that helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Okay, so uh, what Brother Landon is going to do is he is going to teach on the pre-tribulation rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture, all right? So without further ado, here is Brother Landon. We're going to look for a few minutes tonight on the topic about the pre-tribulation rapture. Amen. The pre-tribulation rapture. Now, I know I've already done a thought on this before, but earlier today, you know, I was out and about and I ran into this one guy. You know, uh, he used to work at this bookshop that I used to go to years ago. And, you know, this shop, it just recently shut down, I say, last year. But... We were talking, and then he brought this topic right here about the pre-tribulation rapture. And he was telling me about how how that he doesn't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. You know, and I'm not, I'm not the type of person, you know, when it comes to the Bible, I don't, I mean, I'll be firm and, you know, I'll stand for the truth. But I'm not going to argue with the person. Amen. Because, you know, the Bible says, you know, if, if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Amen. So, you know, I'm not going to argue with the person. You know, we've had, you know, issues, me, you know, little discussions, debates many times before in the past. But he told me that he doesn't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. And he told me that he doesn't he doesn't go to church anymore. And he told me that the church that he went that he went to, and he said they had a Bible study group. And apparently they believed in the pre-tribulation rapture. And he said that whenever, you know, in, in his words for him, he said, well, whenever, you know, they came around to me, he said, you know, I, they asked me my stance. And he said, he's, he's just telling me how he doesn't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. Hmm. You know, and that's, that's very important because, you know, that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the major doctrines today in the church age. So in order to take a text for this, for this message, if you would, you know, open up to the book of 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4. All right, we're going to read verses 13 down to verse 18. Now, right here, the Bible reads, says, But I would not, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. 
Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Verse eight, verse 18 says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. Now I was in there thinking on that, you know, for a while today, because I was in there thinking, I was like, well, what makes a person, you know, stray away from the pre-tribulation rapture to now adopting the post-tribulation rapture? You know, there, there's many, there's many reasons, many conclusions that we can come to, you know, to decide this. Like, you know, for number one, you know, according to Second Timothy two fifteen, they're not rightly dividing the word. That's right. And because that I believe today that we're in apostasy, you know, everyone has strayed away from the truth. And now they're accepting errors, false teachings. In the church today, they're not teaching what's right. But looking with his stance on what he believes with the pre with the post tribulation rapture. For the we write it down up here. Post one just for a second time. But post-trib rapture, this post-trib rapture is going to be over in the book of Matthew, Matthew 24, verses 29 to 31. Amen? Amen. So over in Matthew chapter 29, verse 30, verse 29, 24, Matthew 24, verse 29. It says, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall, the tri shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It says right here in verse 31, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Hmm. And that's where Christianity, this is where they're seeing their rapture. You know, according to Jeremiah 30, verse 7, you know, that's the time of Jacob's trouble. Right here in Matthew 24, this is Jewish doctrine during the tribulation period. You know, some of the reasons why that they're, that they're turning to this post-tribulation rapture, you know, apart from them falling away from the truth. They say it's the same as the pre-tribulation rapture because, number one, they say, well, he's coming in the clouds, amen, in the clouds. Well, that's almost like it is, like for the pre-tribulation rapture, because if you look on this side, for the pre-tribulation rapture, pre-trib rapture, you 
It says over in the book of 1 Thessalonians, you know, where we took our text, you know, it says, for Christ himself, Christ himself shall descend. So they, so they take it right here. They say, well, according to Paul, it says, Christ himself shall descend from heaven. And when you come over to Matthew 24, you know, it says he's coming in the clouds. So they take that and they say, well, it's the exact same. You know, Christ is coming in the clouds. He's, he was, Christ will descend from heaven with a shout. We're right over here. He, he's coming in the clouds with a shout. So it's the same. But no, it's it's not the same. No, let's notice some more things right here. And and no, and this is a contrast. Notice right here next. According to verse thirty-one, it says, "And he shall send his angels." This is when Jesus comes back at the end of tribulation, in the post-tribulation rapture. It says, "He will." Let's, let's say abbreviate it. He'll send. His angels. And whenever he sends his angels, they gather the elect. Amen. And that's and that's quite different. Because if you come back over, if you remember where we was reading in our text. Because you remember the first in the first point, Christ Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And here's what makes it different than when He comes in the clouds. Number two, He's coming with a shout, and with that shout, the dead in Christ shall rise. With the pre-tribulation rapture, Jesus Christ himself, he descends from heaven with a shout, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. That's Jesus Christ himself calling calling us up. He calls us up by name. Yes, sir. But if you come back over to the post-tribulation rapture, Jesus is coming in the clouds. But it says in verse 31, look right here. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. When Jesus comes, right here in Matthew 24, it's not the same as it is during the pre-tribulation rapture taught by the Apostle Paul. Whenever Jesus is coming in Matthew 24, it says he's coming in the clouds. Yes. But it says, he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And that's the contrast. They shall gather together his elect from the, from, from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The, on the pre-trib, Christ gathers us up. On the post-trib, he sends his angels, and they gather up the elect. Right. That's a big difference. Yes, it is, brother. And the reason that makes these two, these, these two gatherings different is because during the pre-trib, whenever the Lord calls us up, 
that's just prior to, you know, that's just prior to the tribulation happening. You know, as soon as the, as the tribulations, right before the tri tribulation starts, you know, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the pre-trib, you know, the pre-trib, he gathers us up, he descends from heaven with a shout, he takes us up, and we go with him to the judgment seat of Christ. Yes. And that's where we answer for, you know, for the deeds that are done in our body, you know, that Paul says whether it be good or bad, you know, we answer for the things that we've done for him. But if you notice, whenever in Matthew 24, whenever the Lord, when the Lord sends the angels and they gather together the elect, they're not going to the judgment seat. The angels gather them out of the way. And at that same time, you know, according to the book of Revelation, you know, Christ is coming on a white horse. You know, remember as I said in the book of Revelation, you know, with the sword which proceedeth out of his mouth? He's coming back for a purpose of making war. With the Antichrist. Yes. You know, the Battle of Armageddon. You know, that's not the same. And that's and that's part of rally dividing the word of truth. No sin of differences. Things that are different are not the same. That's right, brother. I mean, on the outside, if you're looking at this shallow, like a, the shallow looking at the scriptures, it may look the same. But as Bible, Bible believers, you know, we look at this and we look in detail and we notice, well, what's he doing when he comes here? What's he doing when he comes over here? What's the purpose here? What's the purpose there? Who's speaking here? Who's speaking there? We take this book for what it says. That's right. Amen. Whenever J Jesus spoke right here in Matthew 24, you know, he was speaking to his Jewish disciples. Jesus was walking around in his earthly ministry. You remember in the early book of Matthew, when Jesus said, For I have not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel? When Jesus came in his earthly ministry, he was preaching to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He was preaching to the Jews. Right here in Matthew 24, in the context, in the beginning of this chapter, you know, he was speaking to his disciples, you know, still under the law. Before Jesus died on the cross, he was still walking around under the law of Moses. That's the Old Testament. Look right here in verse 1 in Matthew 24. It said, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And then let's keep on reading down. And it says, and Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he said, upon the Mount of Olives, you know, and Israel. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Right here at, toward, the, toward the ending of the chapter of Matthew 24, he was telling them, you know, this, what was going to be whenever he comes. And he was talking to his to disciples, you know, the Jews. 
He was talking to them. He was showing them and telling them what's going to happen when he comes, you know, at his second coming. And you notice this, they said, and what shall be the sign? Yep, the Jews are looking for a sign. Mm-hmm. You know, in 1 Corinthians 1, 22, you know, Paul said, for the Jews require a sign, but the Greeks seek after wisdom. Yes. So right here, the Jews are looking for a sign. You know, they're looking for signs, and they're looking for something special to happen. But, you know, for us today, Paul tells us, you know, for we walk by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, sir. So that's already, we already see right there, there's already a, a contrast. Sight, faith. And sight and faith are not the same. Let's notice some more things right here. During the post-tribulation rapture, if you notice the next thing, whenever Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation, this will be toward the, right here, it'll be toward the end. It should be at the end of Matthew 24. Whenever Jesus comes back, if you'll notice, all the tribes of the earth, the tribes of the earth, the earth shall mourn. That's important right there. When he comes back, they mourn. You remember back in our text? Well, actually, before we look back in our text, That's okay. We'll go back to our text. As you know, right there, it said, you know, all of the tribes of the earth shall mourn when Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation. Look right here in our text, right here in verse 18. After Paul telling us about the Lord, you know, descend from heaven with a shout, you know, and him calling us up. In verse 18, Paul says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So over here, in the pre-tribulation rapture, when the Lord comes, it's a comfort. Yes. So whenever he comes, we are to comfort. Wherefore, comfort one another. The pre-tribulation rapture is a time of comfort. Over here at the post-trib, it's not a time of comfort. You know, there's all kinds of, you know, things happening, you know, Antichrist trying to, you know, take over. You know, he's sitting on he's sitting on the throne of David. You know, he's trying to take over, make them get their mark in their forehead or in their, in their hands. If a person doesn't accept him, you know, he, he chops their head off. Are you Are you starting to see the difference? And right here, here's another, here's another difference distinguishing the two. And this is the main reason why 
I personally believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Amen. Matthew. We flip back to Matthew before I write these down. Matthew. Because after I write these down, I'm going to come back over here. And we're going to read the we're going to read this verse. Amen. Notice right here during the pre-tribulation rapture. For if we today, for if we believe that Jesus, our Savior, died and rose again, and that's the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. No, that's the, that's the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection. You know, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's, that's what we believe according to the pre-tribulation rapture. Amen. But it said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep with Jesus will God bring with him. But if you look over here, during the post-tribulation rapture, and this is according to what we're going to read here in just a second. Let's see. And, and, and what we're going to read is going to be a reference of Revelation chapter 14, I believe it is. Here are they, during the tribulation, here are they, the Jews, that keep, that keep the commandments, the commandments, and the faith of Jesus. So if you notice, and still in back here, Matthew 24, and verse 13, and this is going to show you a complete difference from the gospel that Paul preached of the death, burial, and resurrection. Look right here, because, you know, according to Paul in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, he said, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. And, and listen to that closely. He said, and that not of yourselves. Right. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 13. But he that shall endure unto the end you know, yeah. of the tribulation, the same shall be saved. He's having to work unto the end of the tribulation that he might be saved. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, Amen. and then shall the end come. Whenever Paul began his ministry, you know, he was proclaiming the gospel of the grace of God. 
Paul was preaching a spiritual kingdom. Amen. You know, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. You know, that Christ may dwell on the inside. That's spiritual. But you come right here, and this is, as you remember through the, through the ministry of the earthly apostles and through the, Jesus' earthly ministry as well, this gospel of the kingdom was a physical kingdom message. You know, they were preaching, you know, repent, be baptized for their mission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You know, you had to repent, get baptized in water. You know, you had to get clean, you know, get yourself wet in water, clean yourself up. You know, you had to work because, yeah. you know, during right there, the, the first part of the, of the disciples' ministry, Jesus was still walking around physically, and they were preaching a physical message, a physical kingdom. And already right there, there's already a difference. On one side, you got the, a spiritual kingdom. Now, on the other side, you got a physical kingdom. These two kingdoms are not the same. That's right. So, because on one, you got Jesus. If, if they accepted Jesus back during the during that physical message, during that physical time, Jesus would have ruled and reigned as king. You know, that's the that's a millennial kingdom message. That's right. And you come over to the Apostle Paul. He's preaching a spiritual kingdom that Christ may dwell on the inside. Hmm. That's right. That's already different. There will, during the physical, it's that Christ may reign physically on the earth. And in the future, he will. During the millennium, he will reign physically. But right now, today, Christ... Christ dwells spiritually on the inside of the, the born-again believer. So looking at the contrast, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like we need, we don't have to go much any further at all. I mean, I, I really think there's enough been shown so far to prove there's a difference. But I, but I know there's people that'll say, well, during... During you know the tribulation, you know it's it's not of works, you know it, it's of faith only. No, it, it's it's honestly it's not because in in Revelation fourteen, and this is what I was mentioning, it, it goes right with Matthew twenty four because this is during the tribulation period. Because you remember Paul said, and that not of yourselves. There's nothing today that we can do. There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that you can do today to where you can be saved. Today, you simply trust by faith alone in the Lord brother. Jesus Christ. You know, because Christ died for our sins. You know, today, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. On the cross, he shed his blood. Romans 3.25, you know, for whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. And this is to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. It's by his blood today, Amen. not of ourselves. That's right. But during the tribulation, look right here in verse, Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. You remember Paul said, and that not of yourselves? 
Well, he said right here, here are they that keep the commandments of God. No, they're doing one thing. And the faith of Jesus. There's two things right here. So that's already, that's already shown you it's not faith alone. Oh, yeah, they had the faith of Jesus. And they had to keep the commandments of God. Right. Remember in the Old Testament, the law of Moses, where a person had to keep, a person had to do in order that he may live? If you have to keep something, that's something that you have to do. Mm. And if you have to do something, that's works. Yes. Like, for example, if I go to my job Monday morning and I'm told I have to do this right here, I have to do, do this job right here, and I have to get a certain amount of this job done for the day. You know, I have a quota that I'm supposed to hit. I have to do that. In order to do that, I have to work. I can't get my job done by faith alone. I can't just have faith alone. That's right. That the quota will be hit. Uh-uh. No, I can have faith as I work to get my job done. But faith alone is not going to get my job done. I was told I have to do. So in order to do, I have to work. During the tribulation, here are, here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. And it's not separate because there's a comma because it's adding to it. It says, here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. There's two complete separate things from today and then tribulation. So looking at the post-tribulation rapture, and then looking at the pre-tribulation rapture, it's no, it's obvious which one's for us. The reason that I believe. That, that people are falling away and not wrong, not really dividing the scriptures, it's because they come to, you know, they come to the to the to the gospels there, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and John, and, and Book of Matthew especially. They're coming right there, and they're looking at the Lord's coming, and because they're not taking it for what it says, and just believing the word as it's written, as it says. They're falling off into error. They're going off into heresy. You know, they're teaching a different doctrine. Because during the tribulation, read through the book of Revelation. Look at all the things that happened during that time. People run, they're running to the rooftops, you know. They're they're you know they're you know, they're trying to get away from the Antichrist. You know, people are dying. You no, know, people are eating each other's blood. You no, know, they're they're killing each other. Does that sound like over in First Thessalonians chapter four, verse eighteen? Wherefore comfort one another. That doesn't sound like a comfort to me. Because in Jeremiah thirty verse seven, it says, "For it's the time of Jacob's trouble." It didn't say Jacob's comfort. It said, wherefore, it's the time of Jacob's trouble, and they shall be saved out of it. No, there's a difference. 
The reason I believe that they're that they can't discern as well is because you know they're not coming up to the Apostle Paul. You know, the rapture of the born again believer, Paul said it is a mystery. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Well, over there, it wasn't a mystery. Right. Look back over in First Thessalonians. Notice chapter 5. Okay, we'll start reading right there, starting in verse, verse 1. It says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Look right here, verse 3. Is this the same as one chapter over, the last, uh, the last verse? Remember, wherefore comfort one another with these words? Look right here. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Can, can you honestly look at the two and, and say it's the same? How can you have comfort and then turn around at the same time, be in travail, not escape? That's right, brother. That's not believing what the scripture says. That's. Be, if, you, if you're looking at those two and you still think it's the same, then I come to the conclusion that you're just willingly ignorant. Amen, brother. Because you can't have comfort and then turn around. Then sudden destruction comes upon him as travailed upon a child, upon a woman with child, and they shall not, not escape. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul was talking to us today. You know, the body of Christ, he was talking to us. And then you notice right here in chapter 5, whenever, of course, you know, Paul's still speaking to us, but right here he's not addressing us personally with doctrine of what's going to be affecting us for today. He's, he's talking to us, yes, but he's telling us something. He's telling us that during the tribulation, for them, no Israel, Jacob's trouble, for last is that, that day is great, for it's a time of Jacob's trouble, Israel. Here's what makes it different. Look right here, Paul tells us, he says, But ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. In the tribulation, they're in darkness, because they don't get saved until the end of the tribulation. Mm -hmm. Remember Matthew 24, 13? But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. They don't get saved until the end. Because if they if they fall back into sin, you know, if they take the mark of the beast, that's it. Yeah, that's it. There's yeah. no salvation because they didn't endure until the end. They're in darkness in the tribulation during that time. They'll be in, they're in darkness. They're the children of darkness. Verse five. 
ye are all the children of light today that are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Paul says, ye are all the children of, of lights and the children of the day. And then he goes right here directly and tells us once more. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. And he says, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that, are, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day, because he showed us the night, you know, for the tribulation, he showed us the night. But he says for us, let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of our salvation. The hope of our salvation. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's notice a, a direct cross reference direct cross reference verse. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. On the back side of, of chapter fifteen. Look at verse 51. Well, starting at verse 51. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. And that's what the rapture is. It's a mystery. And if a person doesn't believe in the rapture, or the pre-tribulation rapture, it's because they're not coming to the mystery. Paul said, Behold, I show you a mystery. He said, We shall not all sleep. And you remember... <laughs> right yeah. back here in chapter five of First Thessalonians, they that are they and they that, that sleep sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. He said, "We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed." Amen. Amen. It says, for this, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. <laughs> so looking at the question of the sermon. Pre-tribulation rapture. Question mark? Yes. That's the that's the biblical stance. That's what I believe to be true. The reason I believe that, that's what Paul teaches us. Romans 11, 13. For I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. Our doctrine today comes through the apostle Paul. He is a, he's, he's the apostle to us. 
So if we come over to the book of Romans through Philemon, that's where we get our doctrine for the church age. Amen. We don't go back to Matthew chapter 24 and look at the, at, the, at, the, at the tribulation period and take that doctrine and force it into the church age. That's right. To a born-again child of God. You can't do that. Because when you do that, where Paul, where Paul says right here in verse 58, he said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. If you take the tribulation period, the doctrine in Matthew 24, Jesus, Jesus came doctrine to the Jews about that great and terrible day and force it to a child of God today, he's no longer unmovable. If he's still a babe in Christ and you tell him this, he becomes movable. And you say, why? Because he's scared. You got him fearing that he's going to lose salvation. Mm -hmm. You got him scared thinking that he's going to have to go into that terrible day. And you, you, take, you took away from him the finished work of Christ right here on the cross. You're taking away that finished work. Now you're forcing him into a time that says, but he that shall endure unto the end. End of what? End of the tribulation. You're taking him yeah. to where that he where he that he must endure unto the end that he can be saved. That's two separate gospels. That's right, brother. You're taking a physical kingdom message and you're trying to force it into the church age, into a into a spiritual kingdom. You know the gospel of the grace of God. You're trying to take these two gospels. You're trying to interlock them and force them together. And you can't do that. You took away his blessed hope. Titus 2.13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You're taking away that blessed hope. You're putting him into a, a time of fear. You're making him scared. You're making him fear. Mm -hmm. But Paul says, perfect love casteth out all fear. But looking right here at the two different raptures, pre-trib and post-trib, according to the scriptures, there's clearly a difference, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you very much, Brother Landon, for uh, for this message on the pre-tribulation rapture. Um, I, I just want to say that, that um, you know, for, for the church, the body of Christ, we are saved from the wrath to come. And, you know, I I have heard uh, preachers say that, you know, the church will go through the seven year tribulation period. But the Lord will keep us from taking the mark of the beast. So that would mean. That we would not have to endure. Unto the end. But in the seven year tribulation period, those um, to be saved, they have to uh, endure until the end of the tribulation period, as Brother Landon said. Right? And uh, if they take the mark of the beast, that's it for them. There is no salvation for them. All right. So that's that's faith plus 
works. Right? And uh, in the church age, we're saved by grace through faith. It's about what Christ did, not what we do. Amen. So excellent, excellent uh, teaching there, Brother Landon. So thank you so very much. And um, I will go ahead and uh, and I will stop right there. And uh, I just want to uh, thank you all so very much for uh, being with us today. And uh, we pray that the message was a, a blessing and a help to you. And uh, we ask that you continue to pray for uh, this podcast, that the Lord will continue to use it mightily for his glory. Pray for us, our families, our ministries. Right? And um, also, if you have uh, any prayer requests at all, um, please let us know. You know, you can go to our, our Facebook, uh, our YouTube uh, channels. Uh, our our radio uh, websites and send us a message and and let us know about your prayer request and and uh, rest assured we will be praying for you, amen. All right, once again, thank you so very much. Until next time, God bless you. <laughs>